Hey, this is Self Life Love with Dr. K. How you doing? 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 I'm doing quite well. Thank you for asking. You know, you guys, I'm doing really well. I just got back from California. I tend to go there all the time. I'm definitely a California girl. They have been stereotyped. No, I don't have to be blonde-haired, blue-eyed to be a California girl. I am a a California girl at heart. Like, I... I used to tell people I was from L.A. when I was younger. Like, I would just lie my butt off and say, yeah, I am from L.A. Like, this was like when I was a teenager. I really have always been in love with just the culture of L.A. And when I looked it up, it was funny when they define California girl. It's like she's a girl who loves to hang out and have fun and be outdoors. And that's totally me. I'm one... I, would, I just love to be outside. I, I cannot stay in the house. I never have been. When I was younger, my mom could not keep me in the house. Regardless of what the neighbors probably thought or, you know, people were stereotyping kids back then. If they were outside all the time, you know, especially when the lights came on, it was something going on or, you know, they were wild childs and you know how all that can be when you like to, to be out and have fun. You're just some type of wild child. And it's like, you know, no, I'm not. And neither are my kids when I want them to, to be out and to do different things and to explore the world. And yeah, I want them to be eclectic and outgoing and to try everything just so they can live. I think times have changed now. More so if you're doing a lot of things, a lot of different things, people really admire that because a lot of us really don't do that much. We have the same pattern. We do the same thing. And I'm trying to get my kids away from like that social media, um, being on the laptops, the computers all day. I'm like, let's go to the park. Why don't you try skateboarding? Let's do some rollerblading. They're really doing really well in swimming. Um, they started hiking too. We travel quite a bit, so I want them just to to know that the world is so big and there's so much that they can do in their little bitty minds and that anything is possible. So when you allow them to see that at a a young age, which is what my family did for me, um, it really did help. It made me understand that the box that I would see before me wasn't the only thing existent. It was way more way bigger than my eyes could see and um, I've always lived that way and I want to so coming back from the beach which is kind of like my my therapist it is a godly presence that refuels and resets me I tend to escape to the beach all the time so I can talk to God so I can just look at everyone doing everything you know from playing volleyball sunbathing walking their dogs skateboarding um rollerblading, uh, walk, just everything. I mean, anything you can imagine people are doing. And it, it's so fun to see because everyone is just doing their own thing, just being outdoors, living life. Um, but, you know, we have to be in a position where we can reset and we can rejuvenate, especially going back into the workplace. And the workplace can be stressful for some of us. And especially coming off from the pandemic, 
being in a pattern for so long. I mean, two years is a long time to be in a pattern um, that isn't healthy and we're not knowing what tomorrow will bring. Do we have enough food? I remember thinking, do I have enough formula? Like they were only giving me two bottles of formula as the maximum I could get. I'm like, my baby's going to run through this in like two days. Like I, I need more than this. I just remember the whole stress of trying to keep myself and my family safe and healthy. It was a mess. So now things are getting better. You know, hopefully everyone continues to stay diligent. We want to stay healthy. I mean, we do. I care about my neighbor and whether or not they're healthy. And I think we all should do the same. It's just about caring about one another and and doing our due diligence. And we have a personal responsibility in in doing that because we all have to live here. Um, But going back into the workplace setting can be a little stressful, especially if you're unsure if it's something that you want to do. Remember that term, the great resignation, where people were leaving their jobs at high numbers because they were unsure whether or not they wanted to return to their current employer. And they were having thoughts about maybe doing something different, maybe something that they've always wanted to do, or just having a new creative idea, becoming a business owner, an entrepreneur, and just living life because in the pandemic, one thing we realize is that life is short and meeting basic needs is important. But not only that, but living your purpose and being happy and fulfilled and satisfied is way more important. And that each day that we don't do that, we get closer to our end and our life. And our life is important. We do matter. Our life matters. Our happiness matters. Our joy matters. And so creating steps in order for us to get to our place of purpose is important. And so I want to just kind of see and do a self-check on where are you in your professional purpose? And where are you in your professional personality? Because your personality has a lot to do with your purpose. It has a lot to do with whether or not you can connect with people One thing that I'm good at is connecting with people, especially on a business level. Um, I'm very detailed oriented and I'm really good at asking good questions and I'm assertive. So those are just some of the traits that have helped me along the way um, in being an entrepreneur. But what I learned, like when I was going through school, I got a, a master's. I received my master's of science and leadership and being a good leader is important, but it's the personality. It's the ability to have people that are going to trust you and that will connect with you is what I found to be really important. And when you're talking about your own personality, your professional personality and personal, but professional personality, are you able to connect and collaborate with your peer colleagues? Are you able to be a team oriented person? a part of the team and still have your sense of self? Can you be authentic in your workspace? And if not, what will it take for you to be able to really be who you are in your workspace? It's about authenticity and being in that climate where you can be yourself. That is where your purpose can flourish and you can continue to 
mature and develop in that presence that you know, that may be a secret to others, but you know what you need. You know what you want. Like for instance, I know that when I go to the beach, my need will be met. I will be refueled and rejuvenated. When you go back into your workplace setting, if you're not already there, what do you need in that climate to keep you fulfilled and satisfied and not burned out or fatigued? It's important. What about your like personality? Are you a type A? Are you more ambitious, more time-oriented, a little aggressive? Or are you a type B, laid back, not so much with a sense of time, but you're less frantic, a little more relaxed. And the two individuals that created the type A, type B um, personality theory correlated type A personality with having a higher rate of coronary heart disease, which makes sense. If you're constantly demanding and being demanded of yourself and setting these high expectations that will stress you out if you don't meet you're creating stress and of course we know stress creates physiological symptoms and illnesses and diseases that we'll have a we'll have a hard time getting through um our health is important being heart healthy is important and you definitely don't want to be in a work environment or workspace where you have that stress And if you do have that stress, who can you talk to? Going to HR, human resources is easier said than done. I mean, nobody wants all that attention on them. And then it kind of makes you look like a snitch or you don't want your, your, you know, your organization or your company to retaliate against you. And sometimes you don't want to tell on your peer. You're just like, okay, there's some boundaries that need to be set. Can we get through this by setting those limitations verbally? And sometimes you just need that extra support and assistance because there, it's not like there's not, um, it's not feasible, especially if you don't really know the person or you all just don't have a great relationship. You, you typically clash. And with type A and type B personalities, they're contrasting. You know, you can clash with them. If you're dealing with a, a team member who's competitive and you're not, you're kind of like relaxed and they're really pressing you about timelines and you're like, I'll get to it. It'll be on time, but not on your time. Then you will clash a little bit. So also you have to make sure that you can kind of communicate effectively with that person and know somebody that you can trust in the workplace setting. A lot of that is really important. Also how you are When people see you and you're as a part of a team, what are they saying about you? Are you one to contribute to the team or do you tend to isolate or withdraw? Are you one to talk about ideas or are you one to steal them? Are you one that can, you know, walk over someone to get where you are or or are you supportive and helpful? Are you dismissive or are you accepting? Do you speak to the CEO and not the janitor? Or when you come in, do you ever say good morning? Or are you one to just pass by and dismiss or reject? Will you bring someone into your group if they're all alone? Do you tend to smile 
Do you do little things in the office, like have a bowl of candy out? Or maybe pass out lollipops on a Friday. There's so many things that, you know, you can do to be a team-oriented professional. It's all about your personality. But first, you have to know your personality. And sometimes you have to get out of your comfort zone, too. I mean, if some of the stuff that I just mentioned is something that you typically don't do, maybe it's finding something that you do just to kind of boost that morale. The pandemic has been very hard for all of us. It's really hard getting back into the workplace and finding that comfort space again because you've changed, you've grown, you've been through a lot in two years. Like it, it was tough and you you learned so much about yourself and about what you need and what you want. There was a lot going on, but even though it was two years, it wasn't wasted. I believe that the two years was what it was and there were benefits to that. Sometimes we have to stop and listen and figure out where we need to go from here. Because when we're stuck in a pattern, in a monotonous rhythm, sometimes we lose sight of those other things and our lens becomes blurred because we're in the same lane, we're seeing the same thing. And we don't even want to put forth an effort in seeing anything else because we're comfortable and it's safe. So a lot of times it's getting out of that comfort zone and being uncomfortable and working through that discomfort. Because when you do, you're being stretched and you're being changed. And when we're changed, Without us knowing, we tend to resist. But if it's something that we're working through, then we tend to be more welcoming to it. Again, I mean, it's the ball's in our court. You know, we have total control on whether or not we choose to change, but it's about our perspective and wanting to. And so having that professional personality, that personal personality, can do wonders. Just having a sense of self-awareness on where you are personally and professionally can really improve the relationships around you. Whether team members or friends, knowing your personality, knowing what works for you, and knowing those areas of improvement can really do wonders. Because we all want to be satisfied. We all want to have meaningful relationships, both inside and outside of the office. And if we have to work through something and be uncomfortable to get to that goal, then that's what we have to do. Because if not, we're going to miss out on those meaningful connections that can be so supportive in our lifetime, or those promotions or professional opportunities that we know we could be great at. We're going to miss that because of something that we needed to change and take accountability for. Self-awareness is so important. Knowing who you are is so important and it's work. It doesn't just come overnight. You really have to look yourself in the mirror and write and do some positive affirmations if you see some areas of imperfections. Positive affirmations can just be, you are great put it on a sticky or an index card, tape it to your mirror. Even if you have to start doing things like that so you can believe it, 
then you have to do that work. That's what I call work is taking steps that you wouldn't ordinarily take to meet your goal. And sometimes it's those little steps. Positive affirmations can do wonders. Telling yourself things over and over again creates a belief in your system. You say it over and over again, you believe it. You do something over and over again, it becomes a habit. And you continue to have to do it because you've conditioned yourself that when I do this, I get this or I respond to this this way. If I do this, I'll be happy. If I do this, I won't be happy. And we tend to do the things that make us happy. And sometimes they're healthy and sometimes they're not. But if we know the outcome, we typically do the behavior. So we have to change and recondition our mindset if we have to change. And that's the hard part is working through the discomfort in order to get there. So personality, whether you're a type A or type B, is just a great place for you to start. Where are you, type A, type B? And then taking some personal assessments. You can always Google assessments, personality assessments to kind of see on a deeper level the type of personality that you are so that you know personally professional where you fall on the spectrum of either identity because both contribute to your sense of self, your concept of self, and they're both important. That's why I typically tend to focus on personal and professional development together because they align and intertwine so well together and both create meaningful relationships. And in our presence, we need both. We need those professional relationships. We need the personal relationships as well. And we have to be able to look at ourselves and see where we fall when people are looking at us. What is their view telling them? And are we a part of the the progress or a part of the problem? And, you know, when we have areas of improvement, that's not always easy, but it's something that's necessary and vital to our psychological health and our psychological well-being. And it's about being healthy. So self-awareness, just kind of knowing where your professional and personal identity and personality falls is a great start. It's a great place. The pandemic wasn't all bad. We got through it and we became more diligent. We became more aware. There were some pros and some cons with the pandemic, but we made it. We got through it and, you know, we come humbly in where we are now in that climate of where do we go from here so reset rejuvenate find your beach find your space and reset and get to your your place of purpose because it's there it's been waiting for you all along and sometimes the path may be crooked it's not always straight but if we keep walking We'll eventually get there. So keep walking in it. Keep taking those steps. One day at a time. You'll get there. This is Self Life Love with Dr. K. Ta-da!